Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together each week, usually telling you the stories of our church with an interview with one of our members or another friend of the ministry. Today will be a little bit different. We have two services, by the way, at church on Sunday that we want to invite you to, either at 8.45 a.m. or 10.45 a.m. At that 10.45 a.m. service, we do have Japanese and Korean translation available, and that's also the service we live stream on hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, Pastor Aaron Scott will be speaking in both Sunday morning services. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. Good to see you again today, and good to be with our audience. This Sunday, uh, we have a couple of special guests actually with us on Sunday. As you mentioned, Pastor Aaron Scott is going to be with us for the morning service, both of those morning services. If you've been around Harvest for a little while, or even on island, you might recognize that name. Uh, Pastor Aaron was here as part of our pastoral staff a few years ago. He actually was leading our teens, a Heart for Christ student ministries, and uh, and then God called him back to further some education. And in fact, he is uh, currently in a church plant in Idaho. And uh, but he's continued to be uh, a friend of Harvest and loved uh, by our people, and so. He's actually coming this week for our Spirit Week in the Academy. So Harvest Christian Academy takes a couple of days every fall with a special emphasis, spiritual emphasis, and uh, Pastor Scott is going to be preaching for those days. And we asked him to come a little bit earlier and, and give him a chance for, or give us a chance to have him minister God's Word to us Sunday morning in both of those services. So I'd invite you to come and be a part of that. I also want to give you just a little bit of a calendar update about a few weeks from now, about a month from now. October 30th is our church anniversary, and we try to remember that uh, each year and look back on what God has done over the course of the history here, here at Harvest. This is a special one for us. I think it's the 47th anniversary, but we have the opportunity to, uh, to invite Pastor and Mrs. Uh, Marty Heron to come back for these days. Um, we actually had them invited along with uh, previous pastor, uh, Pastor John Lewis, um, two years ago, and then COVID has impacted those schedules for a couple of years. Pastor Lewis isn't able to come this year, but we asked uh, Pastor Heron and Mrs. Heron if they still would be willing to come after uh, you know having to put it off a few years. So they are coming, and we're so excited about that. They'll be here for a few days around that weekend of the 30th, and I want to get that on everybody's calendar. Um, we're actually going to have only one service on that Sunday at 1045, and uh, then a, a, a special um, kind of fiesta afterwards. So I want to invite you for that. We'll give you more information as we get closer, or you can find it on our website. Today, um, uh, in our Harvest Time show, we're actually going to share a message that was preached uh, some time ago. Along with Pastor Scott this week, uh, missionary Mark and Diane Zimmer are also with us. Uh, The Zimmers are uh, missionaries and and really part of our Harvest family that have been serving uh, church planning in uh, Yap. They've been there for a number of years at 
And uh, uh, we have been praying as a church, as their family has uh, been in the States for two years now. Diane uh, received a diagnosis of cancer and just had a, you know, a lot of process procedures in order to get past that. But God has given her a clean bill of health and together they have the go ahead to go back to Yap. And so they're on their way back. In fact, they're here on Guam right now. Um, Pastor Mark is going to be giving a presentation, kind of an update to us in the evening service. We're going to gather together this Sunday at 6 p.m. and he's going to be sharing time in that. But we love them. We love their family. Their two youngest children are with them, heading back, you know, to serve again on the place that God's called them and the island of Yap. They love it there. And we love them. And so we're going to get a chance to see them Sunday night. But we we thought uh, maybe to intro that, we'd give you a little taste of his ministry. We're going to go back into the Harvest Archives. And we pulled a little section of a message that uh, Pastor Mark preached earlier here at the church. And I know that you'll be blessed by that. And I hope that you'll come out Sunday night and uh, get a report from them on what God's been doing in their lives. Today I'm going to preach a message called The Cry of Blindness. And many times we hear different cries. A mother might hear a little child at night crying. The sound is pathetic. For us fathers, sometimes we get up, sometimes we don't. But mother always gets up and she goes to hear that cry and to meet that need. Sometimes we'll hear a cry of sorrow when a loved one dies or uh, someone that is dear to us does something that hurts us. Maybe we'll hear a cry of sorrow. But there is one cry that is distinct and, and cannot be overlooked and that is the cry of blindness. It is going on all around us. Here in Guam, there's this cry that is sounding forth a message to each one of us. And if our hearts are in tune to God's word, we will listen to that cry and we will respond the way Jesus did. Today I want to read for you the account of blind Bartimaeus found in Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. And let's look at verses 35 through 43. And the Bible says, And it came to pass, as he was come nigh unto Jericho, a certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they which went before rebuked him, that he should hold his peace. But he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith has saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him glorifying God, and all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. The cry of blindness that I'm talking about is not always a humble cry. Sometimes it's a person who is in pain, who is realizing the error of their ways. They are sorrowful for what they're doing, but yet they remain stubborn and proud in their, in their heritage, in their culture, because it's what they've always grown up with. It's what they know. I recently heard this cry of blindness in Yap. 
A man came to my house and I was working in the yard and looked over and I, I noticed he was sitting in the front seat of his car, kind of slouched over, and I went over and began to talk to him. Right away I noticed that he was intoxicated. And as he was talking to me, he was crying. And the cry, the tears just flowing down his face. He was saying something like this. He's saying, oh pastor, please don't be angry with me. I am a poor man. I have no mother. I have no father. And my wife says if I die, she will take me to the dump and throw my body in with the dead dogs. This man was, was crying. He was obviously uh, in pain, but he thought that he could escape from his pain through alcohol. Later on, he came. Uh, I, I took him to the shower at the church there and said, take a cold shower. Come out and we need to talk. So I sat down with him and talked to him for over an hour. But yet he remains stubborn in his ways. I was born a Catholic, he said. I will die a Catholic. And he does not realize that Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. And here this man later on was that, that very evening, Sunday evening after church, he was uh, still driving his car, once again intoxicated and drove into the into the side of a convenience store, knocked the door down. The police came and arrested him and took his license. Now he's driving, uh, well, he shouldn't be driving, but he's without a license. My friends, the cry of blindness can be heard all over the world. There are people that are suffering in their hearts and they're longing for something. They're longing for someone to care for their soul. And they're longing for uh, the truth of the gospel in their hearts yet they are blind to the very thing that would save them because Satan has blinded their eyes. People need the healing hand of Jesus in their lives. What were the ingredients to this blind man in our passage receiving his sight? I believe there is spiritual significance in this story of the blind man receiving his sight because many times the Bible refers to people that are blind as people that are living in a life of sin. And the only light that they could ever possibly get is the light of Jesus Christ. I would like to point out three things that we can learn from this account about receiving help from Jesus. First of all, we'll, we'll notice there in, the, in chapter 18 and verse 35, it says, there was a certain blind man by the wayside begging. From that, I understand that he was a helpless man. He was begging. He had come to the point where he realized, you know what? I need help. Will someone help me? Alms for the poor. He was completely aware of his blindness. He didn't need somebody to tell him, you know what? Hey, buddy, you're blind. He knew he was blind. He couldn't see anything. And my friends, if he was here today with us, he would need someone to help him come up and stand beside me. He is completely aware that he is blind. Everything is black. But sometimes in our lives, before I was saved, I thought I knew what I was doing. I thought I knew where I was going. In fact, I said, I am going to control where I go with my life. No one is going to tell me what to do. I know better. I was blind in my sin. And here I was, wandering around, and for those that were watching that had the light, it was as goofy as a blind man trying to cross a highway. 
because I was blind in my sin and the devil had deceived me. Maybe you're here today and you're groping around in blindness, trying to do the things that people that aren't blind do. In your own strength, you cannot. But with Jesus, when he gives us the light, something awesome happens. He changes our lives. And that's what happened when I was 22 years old. I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, I am a fool. I have, I have been an enemy of your people. I need you to save me. I cannot do this on my own. And at that point, Jesus saved my soul and I have never been the same. My friends, this man was completely aware of his blindness, but in our Bibles we find that there are some that are not aware that they are blind. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 3 and look at verses 17 through 19. The Bible says, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear and anoint thine eyes with salve that thou mayest see as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent. Here Jesus is telling us about a group of people that don't even know they have a problem but they're naked and they're blind and they're wretched and most miserable. But they don't realize it. He is saying if we will repent, if we will come to Him, we will come to Him as someone who is completely aware that we have a problem. Oh God, I am a sinner and without You, I know I will find my way to the lake of fire. My friends, today you can make an impact on someone who is crying this cry. Maybe it'll take something in their life, a terrible situation come along, and suddenly they realize, you know what? I don't have peace. I've got a big burden of guilt on my back that I've got to get rid of, and I cannot do it. And then they start looking. That's what God does. He brings things into their lives and situations into people's lives. And if we are paying attention to those that are around us many times, uh, we will become aware uh, that they have a need and we can meet it because we have Jesus Christ. He was completely aware of his blindness and secondly, he was aware that he could do nothing to help himself. In Isaiah 43, verse 25, the Bible talks about this very type of person. God says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and I will not remember thy sins. He's the only one. God is the only one that can take our sin from us and put it as far as the east is from the west. In fact, maybe you have a load of guilt in your heart and the guilt keeps weighing you down. Something that you did in your past. But God says, I can take that guilt, I can take that sin, and I will blot it out. He's the only one that can do that. This blind man was aware that he could not help himself. He needed Jesus. Secondly, first of all, he was a helpless man. Second of all, he had a hearing ear. 
he was willing to listen for Jesus. And as the crowd was passing by and he heard that Jesus was in the area, he was listening. So he shouted out for Jesus to help him. Now there were others in next to him. They were standing next to him. And they heard his cry. But you know what they told him? In verse, uh, in verse 39, they that went before him, they rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried even more, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. This cry of blindness, people need us to be a channel of God's blessing to them. When we will open our hands, the Bible says, to the poor, then God will pour out His blessing upon us. This blind man had a hearing ear. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. For those that will listen and lend an ear, the Lord will give them His Word. He will send someone to them. The Bible says it will go to the ends of the world. His message will go forth. And if they have a hearing ear, then the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing. Jesus desires for us to hear His voice. In Revelation 2, there's four times the, the Bible says that if any man have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. Revelation chapter 3, the same verse three times. God has a message delivered by the Holy Spirit of God. And that message for us today is that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same as He was when He healed the blind man. Right now, He is looking for people that have burdens. He's looking for people that have a load of guilt on their shoulders. And the message is the same. The people might be crying the same thing. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus says, thy faith has made thee whole. That is what the sinner's prayer is all about. It's not following a list of things. It's a person who realizes, I am worthless. In front of God's eyes, I cannot attain to His righteousness. Nothing that I do would find favor in the eyes of God without Jesus Christ. My friends, this blind man cried out to Jesus and Jesus was desiring to hear him. And today, Jesus desires to hear us. For those of us that are saved, He desires for us to join Him in helping to get the message to blind people. And to those that are blind, His message is the same. He desires to give you eternal life if you will by faith look to Him. My Bible teaches me that God will always hear a humble cry. It says in Isaiah chapter 57 and in verse 15, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place with him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. A contrite one who is someone who is broken they're in sorrow because of their, their sin. They realize what their sin did to the Savior. 
and what their sin has done to those that they have led astray. This is a contrite person. A humble person is one who does not put himself over other people. He is someone who realizes his position. Just one more of God's creation. God says, if you will come to me with a contrite and a humble spirit, I will revive your hearts. You need to go to God and say, Lord, I cannot do it on my own. Like this blind man, I want to come to you realizing that I am nothing in significance. God will always hear a humble cry. And then the Bible teaches that He will always heal a humble people. In 2 Chronicles 7.14, He says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their lands. God wants to heal us. He wants to give saving truth to those that will hear. He's waiting for us to ask Him. And He's waiting for us to tell those that need to hear. But many times we fall into the trap of becoming too busy and too complacent. Our ears get plugged up and so we cannot hear the cry. The sound of TV is drowning out the sound of the cry. But nothing is more important. And I speak this for myself. Many times we as missionaries get so busy trying to get our houses so that it's comfortable to live in or trying to get our car to work or trying to get something with the church ready for Sunday and we're too busy to hear the cry of the blind. God wants to give us the opportunities to share His gospel. As He says, it will go forth. It will go forth to the ends of the world. And it will accomplish its purpose. It's not about us. It's about Him. He is the one that will take the seed. He is the one that will water the seed. He is the one that will produce the fruit if we will be faithful in scattering it. The cry of blindness is here in Guam. It's everywhere. We have the truth. Jesus is the light. We can bring the gospel to people so that they can receive their sight and go away whole, praising God. Stubborn habits, bad attitudes, wrong thinking, all are a result of blindness. Even after we're saved, the shades can come back on a little bit as we get entangled in the things of the world. We need to come unto Him as this blind man did. Even after we're saved, for sanctification, for cleansing, saying, oh God, I need you. And when we have this humble cry, He will take our hard hearts and He will chip away the surface until there's a soft heart there. A heart that is pliable in the hands of the Master so that He can use us and He can change us, and then we in turn can change others. If we lived in the time of the Roman soldiers, when someone had committed an offense, one of the, the tortures that they did is they would take that person into the dungeon and they would put their eyes out with a hot iron. And then they would become a slave, and, and sometimes like Samson Mill 
walked around a mill grinding corn. But imagine with me uh, that we have been captured and the Roman guards put our eyes out and now we are blinded. Our cry, of hel- our cry for help is we've, we've cried till we have no voice. When suddenly we hear uh, a sound and, and the door of our prison opens and it's someone that we know and love and they say, come with me. You're free to go. We've, we've, we're going to break you out of here. And so they bring us out into the road and they say, you're free. Go ahead. So we stumble forward. The only problem is we're still blind. Even though we've received our freedom, the chains have fallen off. They've been broken off. We're not in the dungeon anymore, but we are still blind and we are wandering in the road. We're still crying for help. My friends, that is what religion does to people. It will teach them how to get victory over certain things in their life. They will become a good person, but they are still blind. Without Jesus Christ, my friends, they will wander hopelessly until the day comes where the soul leaves their body. And then destruction is forever. How about you, my friend? Today, are you blind or do you know Jesus? And for Christians, are we deaf to the cry of the blind? Jesus said, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. In Hosea 14.4, he said, I will heal their backsliding. I will love them freely for my anger is turned away from him. God wants to do a mighty work in our hearts, but we must be willing as this blind man willing to hear, realizing that we are helpless and in humility crying out to God. And then just like a mother rushes in when her little one cries, the Heavenly Father will rush in. He will pick us up, as He says, out of the horrible pit, and He will set our feet on the solid ground. Thank you for listening to today's Harvest Time. That was missionary Mark Zimmer, who's going to be with us this week at Harvest Baptist Church. We do want to invite you at this point in the program to services this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. We have an 8.45 a.m. service and a 10.45 a.m. service, and we'd love to see you at either. There is Japanese and Korean translation available at our 10.45 a.m. service, And that service can also be viewed on live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.